Hold me closer, tiny dancer. I don't know the lyrics of that song. Are you for real? Yeah. Learn them right now. Right that now. Is the best song ever. I actually <laughs> love that song so much. I love it too. Anyway, my name's Evan. And I'm Katie. And this is Making a Podcast. So Katie, how are, how are you doing? <laughs> you know the answer to this question. I do. I do. <laughs> um... I she got me. <laughs> we all know who she is. She's back. She's back. Um, yeah. So I have the C word. I got a last July at the end of last July, and mm. now I have it at the start of this July. So me and this month don't mix well. But yeah. So if I sound a little sick, I am. But we're self medicating. <laughs> we're moving. Um. And yeah, other than being exhausted and sounding horrendous, I'm fine. How are you, Evan? You don't sound that bad, actually. Do I not? Thanks so much. I feel like I can hear it differently in my head. Mm. Um, I feel like I sound like I've been smoking since I'm four or something. But... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. I um just... Um, join the gym again so I'm just exhausted and sore all the time and mm-hmm. yeah I'm being extra safe because I know that there's you're not the only person I know who's caught COVID recently um, and I at the end of the month I'm going to London to see Lady Gaga and I'm like no okay I have mm-hmm. I went out yesterday bought a bunch of masks and hand sanitizer and yeah uh, antiseptic wipes everything it's just I'm being so careful you know what the last time I got it was my fault like I went to holiday that's fine but this time um it was actually given to me <laughs> by my boyfriend who was at concerts last week and mm. um, like he got it at one of them I think he was at like two or three concerts so um yeah it was given to me this time so I'm like great thanks so much but he did say this and it does it does ring true we very tactically got it because we're going to a wedding in Scotland at the end of the month mm. So once the strain doesn't change, we will have the antibodies for this strain. So if this is still the strain going around when we're going there and it's like on our plane and stuff, we'll have the antibodies for it. So it was kind of tactical. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, I guess it is. Yeah. Now that probably won't happen. And fingers crossed, I do not get it again in three weeks. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, it just doesn't like my body. The last time I got it, I was so sick. Oh, this yeah. time, I'm I'm fine. Like, I'm not as sick this time, but I am. I'm sick, right? But, like, he has it, and he's not that sick. Yeah, like, I not, don't, not I don't as sick as me, anyway. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't like my body. I'm like, really, thanks so much. Love you. Love you, Rona. Um, <laughs> but she doesn't love me back, so. Yeah, so it's so weird that you catch uh, Corona the week after you disrespect High School Musical, the musical series, but I'm not going to say there's any correlation um, there. I haven't actually planted COVID in my body. <laughs> <laughs> Crawled into my bedroom and sprayed me with COVID just because, just because I disrespected it. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to move on. So we didn't get any new comments this week, unfortunately, because I was late putting it up. I need to set a reminder for myself or someone needs to like seriously give me a kick up the ass. 
Yes, uh, I I can't say that. No, I'm just as bad. So moving on. Moving on. Sweetie. Anyway, so this is pop news then. There we go. Um, so you know what's not cool? Transphobia. Mm, it's not. So there seems to be a lot of it lately. Uh, so first up, Hocus Pocus actress Bette Midler decided to have her say on Roe v. Wade. Uh, she tweeted, and I will get it up here. She, where is it? She tweeted saying, women of the world, we are being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators and even people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you. Uh, someone who joined her in that retrospect was Macy Gray, who appeared on Pierce Morgan Uncensored, claiming a woman is someone with boobs and a vagina. She also claimed that trans females shouldn't compete in female sports and that just because you change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Someone who sided with Macy Gray was none other than JK Rowling herself saying that she bought Macy Gray's entire back catalogue after this. However, uh, Bette Midler decided to respond saying that there was no intention of anything exclusionary or transphobic in what she was she was saying and it wasn't about it wasn't about transphobia at all. Yeah, I'm really disappointed in Bette Midler. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, she says, oh, I didn't mean that, and that's fine. But, like, it didn't come across great. It didn't. And you shouldn't just be like, well, I didn't mean it. You should be like, look, I'm actually really sorry. I retract my statement. Like, I actually, I understand how my words, like, came across. And I didn't mean that. But instead, she's just like, no, nah, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, she's true. still standing by what she says so I'm like mm. and look she can stand by what she says but just it's just disappointing it is very disappointing like, everyone can have their own opinions and and look whether I think your opinion is right or wrong that's my business um, and your opinion is your business but I can also be sad about your opinion so. yeah absolutely I'm really sad about Macy Gray as well. Yeah, I got into a bit of trouble this week because of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> stands were after Evan again. You really stands have... <laughs> stands are conservatives. I would say conservatives are after me this week. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> People just love to attack Evan. Look, her. if look, if I'm riding you up, that's fine. Come my way. That's not a problem. <laughs> I'm an Aries. We fight back. That's true. The amount of use that you get on Twitter, I swear to God. It's that blue check. It's that blue check. So many of them are like, how does someone with 700 followers have a blue check? I'm like, you have 200 and you have no blue check. So there. <laughs> because I'm elite. Fuck off. So, yeah, I mean, trans, trans rights are human rights. I'll say it again. Trans mm-hmm. rights are human rights. So there you fucking go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised about JK. Oh, no one cares. <laughs> JK is a JK. Like, she's just a joke. Yeah. Of a human. Yeah. I think we should start calling all these turfs by, like, um, like they, them pronouns. Oh, that's that's good. They will love that. <laughs> they love it so much that they would <laughs> cry. <laughs> uh, no, do you know what? I actually don't want to because they don't deserve it, to be honest. Look, send them my way. I'll send them for what's right. Not a problem. Never an issue with me. I know you will. I know. Okay, so we're going to move on. So we all know the popular 90s sitcom Friends, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the show has continued to live on and on over two decades since its premiere, where something that the show has been criticised for is a lack of diversity with the with the main cast being six white leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all these years later, uh, creator Martha Kaufman uh, has finally commented saying, I've learned a lot in the last 20 years. Admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed I didn't know better 25 years ago. She continues saying, I want to make sure from now on in every production I do that I am conscious in hiring people of colour and actively pursue and actively pursue young writers of colour. I want to know I will act differently from now on and then I will feel unburdened. Like, I appreciate that because like, I'm actually shock horror rewatching friends yeah. for like the million time because it's my comfort show and I'm sick so I'm like yes let's watch and I do have I actually as a fan I do have a lot of problems with the show like I have a lot of problems and I'm gonna save them all for our friends episode but agreed but I do also think that without friends we wouldn't have like a lot of stuff like in pop culture like we wouldn't have a lot of different sitcoms and we probably like wouldn't be having the conversations that we have around sitcoms yeah um because i do think that while the show is very problematic and very 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 whitewashed um because it is um i do think that if we didn't have that like it could still be happening without us knowing mm-hmm. you know and also you have to forgive yourself a little bit. Like it was what, 25 years ago, nearly 30 years ago when the whole concept was created. It was a different world. It was a different time. It was a different culture. And now because of the internet, social media and everything else like that, just being more connected to the world, like it's much easier for us to realize how, like what way we we grew up and what way like, our minds were perceived would perceive things if yeah that makes sense yeah so i think that like if we didn't have that experience with friends that we'd still be experiencing some uh whitewashing culture stuff nowadays which i don't think we are i think we've come a long way yeah i mean i did look there there's no need to remake it with the no no need to we have different versions of friends inspired shows like new girl yeah, and exactly. Being one that is absolutely brilliant. But that's what I mean. If like Friends wasn't the way it was, New Girl probably wouldn't have been made. Yeah. Because New Girl was made with like, you know, like with like Cece and Winston and everybody else that was in the show and like it had like a lot more like ethnic roots and like a lot more conversations about different things. Um instead of just like uh six white people living in New York City, you know? Yeah. So I do think that uh that it wasn't exactly a bad thing that that happened, you know? No, it wasn't. I am I'm glad Marty is taking accountability. Absolutely that's what that's what I meant by Bet Midler, like, yeah, take accountability, but also like don't be so hard on yourself as well. Mm. You know? Absolutely. So, um, moving on from that, have you ever heard of this little superstar named Beyonce? I don't think I have. You don't think you have? No. No. (laughs) Well, uh, she's getting ready to to release her seventh studio album and has shared a message with the Bayhive ahead of the release. The Queen stated, creating this album allowed me 
a place to dream and to find escape during a scary time for the world. It allowed me to feel free and adventurous in a time when little else was moving. My intention was to create a safe space, a safe place, a place without judgment, a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking, a place to scream, release, feel freedom. It was a beautiful journey of exploration. I hope you find joy in this music. I hope that it inspires you to release the wiggle ha, and to and to feel as unique, strong and sexy as you are. Her album Renaissance is going to be released on July 29th. Oh, fab. So cannot wait. Yeah, Beyonce is great. There are no words. She is Beyonce. She is Beyonce. Like, will I listen to it? Don't know. Let us know. <laughs> you will. Absolutely. I haven't listened to the last few albums. Really? Yeah, it's, yeah. Not like, it's not like a movie series. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I still don't think I You didn't listen to, to Lemonade. Are you taking the piss? No, I didn't. Stop. No, I didn't listen to you Lemonade. You need to be shot for that. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> The last album I listened to was the one with Girl on Top on it. Love on Top. Number four. Mm. From 2011. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, you missed out. I'm so I know. Yeah. Uh, the last time I was obsessed with Beyonce was when, um, like, that and the best thing you never had was released. Oh um, God, that was a long time ago. But I, uh, I have sorry for that for a Beyonce episode because that's actually very funny. Um, my story is very. Funny. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was the last time I listened to Beyonce. So honestly, I just I don't know what's wrong with me. We've had this conversation before. Like we find a sometimes I find it hard to listen to new music because I don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah, and you get that and you, you've said that before as well. So I just don't know if I listen to it. Yeah, right. So final headline. So in the two thousand and tens, four girls got texts from someone claiming to be their dead friend under the alias of A. So after two failed spin-offs and a disastrous season finale. Pretty Little Liars is returning to HBO Max under the name Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. The story follows a new group of friends in a new town who are being terrorized by the mysterious A, and the series looks to be darker and more horrific than ever. The series stars Bailey Madison, who you might know from uh, the film Just Go With It, or from Wizards of Waverly Place, and the series will be coming to HBO Max soon. Huh, how do you feel about it? Well, look, I was the generation of PLL. So, like, uh, like it came out when I was 14, so I was, like, the right yeah. age. So, um, it's I'm glad it's not a direct continuation, because it hasn't worked with the other two spin-offs, yeah. which I kind of like. Uh, it looks a lot darker and a lot scarier, and it's like a, it's like a branch off, I would say. Mm. So, it's a new story, a new group of girls. Maybe some people will make cameos, who knows. Um. Yeah, kind of like it's kind of like High School Musical, the musical series in that way. It's just like don't roll your eyes. It's it is a branch off. It is a branch off from something that had its moment and now it's getting a second life. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, personally, I don't care about it because I wasn't the type to watch Great Little Lars. I was also of the generation, but nah, wasn't. Yeah. Into it. <laughs> That's fair. I swear to God, such a little bitch sometimes, but it's you have your good. moments. You have your moments. I do have my moments, don't I? But look, I can admit it. That's good. Okay, I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic as per usual. 
Well, Evan, I know for sure that in the past, both you and I have dreamed of becoming even a little bit famous. Let's be real. We still do. So let's make like Billy Miller and take a walk down Penny Lane and discuss the 2000s American comedy drama Almost Famous. So, Evan, what's your history with Almost Famous? Do I really have that much of a history with Almost Famous? I remember the posters for Almost Famous. Like the one with Kate Hudson, she's like sitting on the floor with an electric guitar and then there's one where it is a picture of her with sunglasses and it says Almost Famous and it is like a it's like a staple I'd say in like film studies classes I would say Um, but I had never and there was lots of like images from the movie that kind of are very well known and yeah I've I've kind of known uh, about it but I didn't actually watch it until we said we were going to cover it um, so that's my history with Almost Famous. What's yours? Uh, my history with Almost Famous is last Tuesday or when we recorded, me and you were looking for something to record and I seen the film and he said it to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my whole history. Don't remember any of the posters, don't remember any of the talk about it. Again, I, I was on four, so, you know, I don't really remember any of the hullabaloo because it came out in 2000. But, um, yeah, that, that's my history. Someone no, didn't go to film school. Oh, yeah, see, that's it. I didn't go to, you went to film school. I, <laughs> I didn't. I, I went to theatre college. I went to, to theatre and film school, so there we go. <laughs> well, I'm not a nerd, Evan. Okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I will quit live on air right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Right, so I'm going to recap the uh, famous film, Almost Famous. Katie, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So the film opens in San Diego in the year 1969. Elaine Miller is walking down the street and corrects a person's grammar. She's with her son, William. Elaine's daughter, Anita, comes home. Uh, Her mother tells her that she knows she's been kissing. And underneath her coat, Anita is hiding a record. Elaine and Anita argue. Anita storms off to her room. William is at school the next day and gets bullied in the showers. So William gets picked up from school and has a yearbook. Anita tells Elaine to tell him the truth. It turns out William is not in fact 13. He's 11, two years younger than the other kids in his class. At home, Anita plays rock music for her family as she leaves. Anita tells William one day he'll be cool and to look under his bed. So then Anita leaves, and that night, William looks under his bed. Anita left uh, William a whole bunch of records. William finds a a note in one of the records and plays it while while burning a candle. In the year 1973, William is now in high school. Lester Bangs is the editor of Cream magazine and uh, talks about records. William talks to Lester about articles. Uh, Lester and William say goodbye, and William offers him a ride. Lester and William sit and talk and gives him an assignment on Black Sabbath. Elaine drops William off at the Black Sabbath concert and William tries to get backstage but gets rejected because he's not on the list. This is when Penny Lane shows up and explains that they are there for the music. They're not groupies. They are there, they're there purely as fans. The security tells the, the, the security lets the girls in but not William and Penny says she'll take care of it. So William tries to interview the supporting band, Stillwater, and they tell him to get lost, but he wins them over. 
So William ends up going backstage. He interviews Stillwater. Penny Lane shows up again and talks to William. This is when Penny Lane and Russell meet, but it doesn't like doesn't seem like it's for the first time. Stillwater takes to the stage. William and Penny uh, watch the show from the side. William gets invited to LA, and the band want Penny to Penny to go as well. William gets a kiss, and he relays the message to Penny. Penny says she's moving to Morocco, and that William should come with her. Daryl uh, talks to William. William chats with his mom and heads out to see Penny. So Penny and William head to the hotel and Penny knows everyone there. So uh, Palexia shows up and they explore the hotel. Uh, Palexia tells William Penny used him to come to the hotel. So Penny and Russell chat in private and they kiss and William gets a call from from Rolling Stone magazine. William uh, pretends to be a little bit older, but Lester tells William Rolling Stone will, will kill his story. Lester hangs up on William. William heads out on uh, on tour with Stillwater. William tries to interview Russell. Penny says she wants to um, stay in William's room. Uh, Elaine leaves in leaves William a message. William tries to get his interview. Penny tells him to come to the radio interview tomorrow. The band sit down for the radio interview, and it's bizarre. The interviewer falls asleep, and then the band start messing around. Elaine calls a girl and answers and uh, answers if she asking if she ha- if she is the person who has pot. William tries to ask Russell a question and he tells him to make them look cool. Russell and William agree to do the interview the next day. So at the concert, the guitar player gets on uh, gets an electric shock. The band manager and the venue manager get into a scrap. William gets the message to call his mom. William takes. Uh, a picture of Russell and Penny sleeping and Penny says uh, Penny says her and William go will go to Morocco and be completely different people Penny says there's real problems within the band and William reads his uh, William, William needs his interview so William interviews Ed the drummer, uh, doesn't get much out of him William talks to his mother on the phone Penny introduces a girl to William who claims to be clairvoyant William interviews Russell. Stillwater's first uh, T-shirt have arrived and they don't like them. This is when Jeff and Russell argue. Russell and William walk walk together and Russell says he's all about what's real. So William opens up to Russell and then Russell and William head to a fans party. So Russell is on acid at the party and William is looking after him. Russell jumps off the roof into the pool and Russell grabs William and yells at him. So William tells uh, Dick that he has to go home. Everyone is on the bus again and singing. William says he has to go home and Penny says she that he is home. So Elaine is uh, teaching a class and leaves. William is in Greenville and calls Lester to say he still has he still hasn't gotten his interview with Russell. William is coming up with uh, William is coming up with notes and Penny is using the bathroom. So the girls pull William into the room uh, and they, they undress him and he makes eye contact with Penny and they end up deflowering him. So uh, Ben from Rolling Stone calls and William te- tells him he's getting good stuff and Ben tells him to get it together as he needs he needs a piece soon. William tries to talk to Russell, but he can't get an interview. Russell says he'll do the interview in Cleveland, uh, but William refuses. 
So they check into the hotel in Cleveland. William talks to his mom and then Russell grabs the phone. Elaine tells Russell off. The band play their Cleveland show. Dennis Hope shows up and in hopes to be uh, the band's new manager. The band uh, hop onto a private jet with Dennis. Everyone's in Boston and William still can't get that Russell interview. In a poker game, the girls are at stakes. So uh, Penny celebrates her birthday and Russell reads a poem for Penny. Penny tells William she knows what he she knows what he's thinking. Um, Penny says she's flying to New York to be with Russell. William yells at her and says she's too. Uh, William yells at her. She says he's too sweet for rock and roll. William tells uh, uh, Penny that Russell sold her for humble sold her to humble pie for fifty dollars and a case of beer, and she responds with, "What kind of beer?" The band arrive in New York. William's bag rips and he runs into Vic. William gets a call from Rolling Stone and they tell him it's the cover story. So Palexia um, kisses William so he won't forget her. William tells the band they'll be on the cover of Rolling Stone. So uh, Penny, Penny Lane uh, looks at the table from afar and tears up as uh, Russell's wife is sitting there. Penny gets told something and storms off. William follows after her. William heads back to his hotel room and a drunk Penny Lane is in there. Turns out Penny took opioids and she's fallen to the floor. So William missed his graduation. Penny asks why Russell, does, uh, why Russell doesn't love her. William says he loves Penny and kiss, kisses her semi-conscious lips. Uh, the doctor shows up and they try to pump her stomach. So Penny and William have a walk in, take a walk in Central Park. Penny tells William her real name is Lady. Uh, Penny and William say goodbye at the airport. Uh, William follows the plane saying goodbye to Penny. William's on the private jet with the band and they are flying through a storm. Russell admits that uh, admits he loves everyone. Jeff admits that he slept with Russell's wife. Jeff and Russell argue. Jeff spills the beans on Penny and Russell. William defends Penny after they call her a groupie. The drummer admits he's gay. They get off the plane. Russell tells William to write what he wants as they walk away. William arrives at the Rolling Stone office. The receptionist sends him in. William sits in the office and he pleads with Ben to finish the article by tonight. Lester talks to William and tells him he shouldn't have become friends with Stillwater. Lester tells him to be honest. Uh, So then Jeff tells the band William is using everything in his article. Russell tells the band what he told William. Ben praises William's article. The band denies everything uh, that's in the article. William runs into his sister at the airport. So William and Anita head home to see their mother. Elaine and Anita hug and all is forgiven. Jeff and Russell try to work out their differences. So Russell asks uh, one of the groupies if Penny is okay. She um, She says that being a fan can hurt. Russell calls Penny and tells her he needs to see her face to face. So Russell goes to see Penny, but it turns out he's not actually at Penny's house. He ends up at William's house. Elaine says Russell owes William an apology. Russell enters William's room. Russell tells him he called Rolling Stone and and admitted the truth. William finally gets his interview with Russell. The band headed on tour. Penny Lane heads to Morocco. And the Rolling Stone issue is rolled out with William's article in it. And that's the end of the movie, Almost Famous. Woo! Yeah, let's get into a discussion as I stretch my legs. Um, I didn't know it was so long. 
Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> it's a bit too long. It's very long. Um, I personally, now that I am a special case, I'm a special human. I can't really, like, when I'm by myself, I don't like watching films that are that long. Yeah. Um, I stopped it at 40 minutes through and there was still like an hour, over an hour and a half left. And I was like, no, the hour and a half should be the film. Not the extra 40 minutes on top of that. That's like a film and a long episode of a TV show together. Yeah. Um, I watched this film in three parts, technically, because it was so long. Yeah, I had to watch it in two. It's it's very it's not good pacing, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it's not. It feels kind of like like I know this was only meant to span out the course of like what a few weeks, and some even some of it was yeah. only meant to be like a day or two. But it literally felt like it was going on for months. Yeah. Like, as in, in the story, it felt like the story was going on for, like, three or four months. But it wasn't. I think it was only meant to be, like, two weeks. Yeah, it wasn't meant um, to be that long. No. Um, And at one point, they were like, you need to get the story to us in four days. Then I feel like a week had passed. Like, in my mind, I was like, you should, why do you not have your story into them yet? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna jump to the defense of William on there. It's very hard when you have a deadline. As a film journalist, I'm not a music journalist, um, as a film and TV journalist, it is hard to kind of, to, when you have your deadline and you have so so many other things going on. And also, like, Russell wasn't giving him the interview. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, at the point where they were ringing and being like, oh, hey, this has to be with us in four days. I felt like the time between that phone call and when he actually got to the office... Mm-hmm. was like two weeks but it was only meant to be like four days oh, you know yeah. What I mean? oh yeah that's true I thought you were talking I, about like, no, his, his actual... no I was actually just talking about I'm the pace of the film you know that's okay I probably didn't word it correctly anyway but no what I meant was like I in my brain was like why don't you have that there yet like not as like you're late as in like how have so many days passed you know what I mean yeah the film just, yeah, it just didn't like portray time very well, is what I'm trying to say. It really didn't, actually. No, it didn't, didn't it? <laughs> it really didn't. Even when he jumped from being like eight to like 13 or something, I was like, well, what's Yeah, when he's a baby and he's like, yeah, it's so weird. It is. And then like Zoe Deschanel's character, who's the sister, just, just didn't age. Yeah, no, that's true. So if he's right, so he's eleven at the start of the film, and then he's fifteen. So she was eighteen. So then she would She'd have be been twenty-one. Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she looks the exact same. Yeah, she looks very Zoe Deschanel. I think looks is getting better with age. If I'm honest with you, that's a whole separate thing. But um, she looks very Katy Perry in this movie more than ever. Mm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, but like, other than the timing and the pacing and stuff like that, I did actually like I enjoyed it. Um, like I enjoyed the story. Yeah, I think it's a great story. I just think it could have been, um, logistically, it could have been like put put together better or something. There's so much that they could have cut out. If I'm honest with you, there's a lot of unnecessary stuff in there. And I know it's based on a true story and it's based on a book and all this stuff, but it's a lot you can take out. 
Yeah, it was very fluffy. Yeah. There was a lot of fluff. There was a lot of, we need to make this a two-hour feature-length film, in my opinion. No, no, that is true. And um, like, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> no. Like, this film could have been an hour and a half. It could have went bum, bum, bum. One, two, three, ABC. And, and we're done. I also did make an observation through it that I think it would have been a very good voiceover film. Like, uh, if someone narrates it. Yeah, like but William himself. So, like when they're on the bus, like he talks about like his inner thoughts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like that's just me being me. I just Actually, thought that you know you have a point there. You know, like when they were like on the road and uh, like he would have been talking like how he felt in that moment and like what was going through his fifteen-year-old brain, and um, who's pretending to be this man who has a degree in journalism. Which he doesn't. <laughs> I don't have a good degree in journalism. I don't know how the fuck they have the job I have. Yeah, but Evan, you're not 15. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, got, I got that job when I was 22. <laughs> um, no, yeah. And then my other problem with the film is that it is, now I know it's like set in the 70s. And it good. is, it's based on true stories, isn't it? Yeah. So like this probably did happen, but I just think it's mad that like some 15 year olds mad just let them travel across the country no that wouldn't happen (laughs) that wouldn't happen that would never happen um not willingly anyway you'd have to run away or you'd have to maybe william lied and said oh yeah there's like it's gonna be all supervised and i guess Mm. like he wouldn't be lying he said it was there's adults everywhere but like that's true there were so many times I was yelling at the screen. I was like, "William, just leave! Like, just you have enough there to write the piece. Just leave Russell out of it." Like, true. Um, but sure, didn't he have to do that in the end anyway? Like, like he had to leave an official statement out of it anyway because yeah, he didn't get one in the end. Um, spoiler alert! Until the end. Um, <laughs> we already recapped it. <laughs> yeah, but you know. We didn't actually put that bit out there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, I think Kay Hudson is spectacular in this film. Oh, she's amazing. And she's beautiful. She, oh my God. She is. Wow. I just, she's so good in this film. I just can't, I don't have words to describe what, how I feel. Well, no, she stole the show completely. Yeah. Because, like, the posters that I was talking about, it's her on both of them. And I was like, you would think it was her film. Yeah, no, they just used her for marketing, like, which is fair enough. But she's beautiful. She's beautiful. I'm sure she brought a lot of views to that film. Um, But, yeah. I do, yeah. I just think she's gorgeous. Yeah, no. If you could, if you were William, what band would you go on tour with? Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's like... What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I had to sneeze there, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know, in the 70s. Well, not necessarily in the 70s, it'd be any, any time period. One Direction. <laughs> I want to see that Liam Payne drama. Oh, involved. yeah. I want to write about that. I can imagine you in a notepad being like, yes. 
And Harry put his hands on Liam and Liam said, if you don't remove those hands. I probably would have been like, yeah, Liam, go on. Because I have openly admitted here before I used to be a Liam girl. Liam girl. I was. I'm not proud of it now. (laughs) But I did. I used to be a Liam girl. Um, Yeah, who would you tour with? Ooh, that's very hard. Oh, shut up. You asked me the same question. <laughs> <laughs> I just because I asked it doesn't mean it's a hard question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's got to be Little Mix, hasn't it? Yeah, it does, It's yeah. a bit of fun, yeah. And if I wasn't going to pick a band, if I was just going to pick an artist, I'd probably say someone like Elton John or something. Yeah, no. Oh no, Queen! Queen. <laughs> I want to see what happened with like Freddie for San. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I've never heard of the band Stillwater. Have you? Are they a real band? I'm gonna Google it here. Okay, is Stillwater a real band? Stillwater is a composite of bands and musicians who Cameron Crowe met whilst working at Rolling Stone. It is said to be like a guitarist Russell Hammond is based on Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers, who Crow went on tour with in 1973. Oh. Because I was like, why haven't I heard of this band? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of never thought it was a real band, so. Did you notice any famous faces here? Like, they look familiar. I did, yeah. Um, Elaine. And I was like, where do I know her from? Um, and then I found out where you were from. Are you joking me? <laughs> what? Frances McDormand. You don't know who Frances McDormand is? I do know who she is. I just didn't know her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Where, where did you know her from? Please tell me what's your, what's your source. Um, Madeline. <laughs> The lady won an Oscar for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. But yes, Madeline is. The... Or Madeline or whatever you call it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that was one of my favorite films, Colonel. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> she was missing the bell. I forgot about that. That's, I was like, oh, I know her face. Where do I know her face from? And then I Googled her and. It was like Madeline. I was like, oh my God, yeah. Because it was like around the same time. <laughs> they get, <laughs> she was like, would have been filmed them. Um, I think her name was Miss Lavelle. <laughs> I don't that's your point of reference. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch uh, Three Billboards. Oh, you have to watch Three Billboards. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah, no, I know the name of a lot of stuff she's in, but I've only ever really seen it. <laughs> that one um yeah 1990 came out oh god what an extensive cast you have to say yeah who have you got, got right, now with the cat kate hudson francis mcdormand mm-hmm. zoe deschanel mm-hmm. uh, philip seymour hoffman yes did you say something about him last week i can't remember uh, i can't remember you're asking me like yeah, I was like, can't you say something about Philip Seymour Hoffman? You definitely brought him up. Did I? Yeah. Huh, probably did. Can't remember what I was about now. Though. 
Yeah, extensive cast: Zoe Deschanel, Jimmy Fallon, Jason Lee, Jason Lee, Rain Wilson. So many people. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it really. I feel like this kind of cast. Um, it like set the tone for a lot of these people's like careers. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah. Because Zoe Deschanel was only fresh faced little baby. I know, she really was. Loves Zoe Deschanel. As we all know. <laughs> I do too. I think she's I think she's a good egg. Anyway, what more could you say about it? It is actually it's very well written, well directed film. Um it's a very film student film, you know what I mean? Hmm. It's very artsy. Artsy, that's the that's the pro- the pronoun, the adjective. <laughs> It is the the pronoun and it is <laughs> no um no it is it's very artsy it's very well shot. Oh, Personally, I don't think it's well written because I think it was written too long. Yeah, like, do you know what? Well, like well, it wasn't well produced. Yeah, no, the, pace, the pacing was all wrong and it was mm. too long. There's so much I could have been cut out. Like that scene, I'm sorry, where they deflower him. Yeah, like they could have just been like, oh, I had sex with them. You know, there could have been something like along in, in dialogue. Yeah. Um, but as we said, it's a very, very artsy film. So I think they don't lack to like portray, you know, the momentous occasion. Momentous occasion. They were grown women. <laughs> Yeah, I had a problem with that too. And then I was like, how old is Penny Lane? And then I was like, how old? Because he's 15. She first thought said she was 18, then 17, then whatever, right? Then he was like, oh, me too. I'm 16. He said that to her. But then his ma told them that he's 15, which he was. But like, how old is she? How old are the band? How old are the fans? I thought she was 24. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's very confusing. <laughs> it's a very confusing film, but I also just think that, like, they just, maybe they didn't care enough about that. I don't know, early, early 2000s, just that's some dodgy stuff. Mm, that's true. We are talking about Hollywood here. Yeah. They've done worse, to be honest, so. Anyway, I, I think the film is great. It's just, uh, there's just, it, it's, it has its it has its moments, but you know mm-hmm. pacing and certain things I would just take out of it. So that's all I have. Yeah. I think it, that's all I have to say on that. Really, if I have anything else, I just work it in. Yeah, me too. I don't really have much else to say either. Okay, so I did this on the sex education episode. I'm going to do it again now. I've picked uh, just a few cast members because there's quite a big cast, and I'm not going to. So the ones like Francis McDormand and Kate Hudson, I don't need to tell you where you know them from. You know where no. you know them from. Yeah, Katie's, Katie's point of reference is Madeline. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched Madeline, watch it. It's great. Also, what's Three Billboards? If you haven't watched that either, no, I won't. You haven't? Not you, them. Yeah, but I don't want to watch it, so I'm saying no. Oh well, if you are, uh, if you have taste, watch Three Billboards. It's fair enough. I don't. <laughs> right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the first one. So Eric Stone Street played uh, Sheldon, the desk clerk. So Eric Stone Street uh, rose to fame with a recurring role on CSI. 
He's been in films such as Bad Teacher, Identity Thief and The Loft, and as well as voicing a character in the Secret Life of Pets franchise. However, he's he is more than likely known for more than likely he is best known for his Emmy-winning role as uh, Cam in Modern Family. I didn't know Eric Stone Street was in this. Yeah, he's a desk clerk. You know when they go to the first hotel and he's like, "Your mom's a pain in the ass" or something. Oh yeah, I actually didn't recognize him at all. He looks very different. Now that I'm looking, I'm looking at him. Um... Like a picture of him in the film, and he doesn't look very different. But when I was watching it, I never really picked him out of lineup. Like, yeah, no, that's true. It's mad. Anyway, go ahead. So the next one is Rain Wilson, who played David Felton, who worked at Rolling Stone. So Rain has appeared in films such as Galaxy Quest, Full Frontal, House of Thousand Corpses, The Rocker, and The Boy. Uh, he had recurring roles on the TV shows Six Feet Under and Mom. However, he's best known for playing Dwight Schrute on the US version of The Office. So next up is Jimmy Fallon, who played Dennis Hope. So Mr. Fallon rose to fame on Saturday Night Live. He's appeared in films such as Taxi, Fever Pitch, Whip It and the Arthur movies. However, he's best known now for being the host of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. So next up we have, I'm going to bust this person's last name, Jay Baruccio. Uh, he played Vic, who was a young boy uh, in the movie. The only other young boy besides William. Uh, he has been in films such as Million Dollar Baby, Knocked Up, Tropic Thunder, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and This Is The End. And he he voices a Hiccup in the How to Train Your Dragon series. Oh. Next up is uh, Anna Paquin, who played Plexia. Uh, a well-known child actress who's been in films such as The Piano, uh, Jane Eyre, She's All That, Trick or Treat, and The Irishman. She played uh, uh, Marie slash Rogue in the X-Men franchise. She played Suki in True Blood, and she currently stars in the series Flack. Hmm. Next up, we have uh, Zoe Deschanel, who played Anita. So she was fresh-faced while playing Anita in this movie. She has been in films such as Elf, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Failure to Launch, Breach of Terabithia, Yes Man, 500 Days of Summer, and Trolls. However, she's best. She's probably best known for playing the lead role of Jess in my absolute most favourite thing in life, New Girl. Mm. And I'm going to end on this one. Jason Lee, who played Jeff. So the lead singer has been in films such as Chasing Amy, The Incredibles, Monster House, and the Jay and Silent Bob movies. He played Dave in the Alvin and the Chipmunks franchise. However, he's probably best known for playing the lead role of Earl in the comedy series, My Name is Earl. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know where you know a lot of these people from, that's just some of them. So you know them from there. It's mad, like, when you think about, like, where they all are now. And stuff yeah, like that. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Mm. Like, 22 years later, you know since it released so it's like probably 24 since they filmed it yeah so it's just mad so i'm going to talk about the success of almost famous so it has an 89 percent rating on rotten tomatoes and although it was critically acclaimed the film was not a big box office hit it only made 47.4 million dollars against a budget of 60 million the film was nominated for four academy awards with one win the film won two baftas as well as two welding globes and it's been announced that the film is set to get a stage musical adaptation uh, released in 20, in September 2022. Wow, that'd be good. That'd be interesting. It would. 
Penny Lane. That's what's <laughs> I, I don't remember the lyrics of songs anymore. What's wrong with me? Yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with you, to be honest? <laughs> so next up, school is in session uh, for the almost famous Miss Katie Doo. Um, <laughs> so 10 quiz questions for Katie, all about the movie Almost Famous. Katie, are you ready? I am. So the first question, and it is multiple choice. What book are Elaine and William talking about at the start of the movie? To Kill a Mockingbird? The Great Gatsby, 1984, or Little Women? To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> she put her hands up before I even came. The... I was like, I know it, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, another multiple choice one. What record is Anita hiding in her jacket when she comes home? The Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, David Bowie, or The Supremes? Simon and Garfunkel. That's correct. Question three, who plays Lester Banks? <laughs> Do you need a reminder of who he is? Yeah. So Lester Vines was the uh, editor in chief of uh, Cream Magazine. He kept calling William. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I don't. I can't remember who played him. Um. Ooh, like the actor's name? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to what? I don't know. <laughs> um. I don't know. I actually don't know. Okay, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Question question four. Where does Penny Lane say she wants to fly to with William? Morocco. That's correct. Question five. What is Penny Lane's real first name? Lady. That's correct. (laughs) Question six. uh, Another multiple choice one. What song does everyone sing on the tour bus in one scene? Is it Rocket Man? I'm Still Standing. Tiny Dancer or Crocodile Rock? Tiny Dancer. That's correct. Question seven. Who plays Dennis Hope? Who's th- is that the manager? Yeah, so it's it's not the English manager. It's the other one. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. That's correct. Woo! Question eight. Multiple choice. What colour was Anita's stewardess uniform? Blue, red, pink or green? Pink. That's correct. Question nine, who do Rolling Stone want to, this is multiple choice as well, who do Rolling Stone want to put on the cover instead of Stillwater? Uh, the Cure, David Bowie, The Who, or Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. It was The Who. Ah, okay. And question 10, how much younger is William than his classmates? Two years. That's right. You got eight. So proud of myself. That's so good. Thanks so much. <laughs> so next up, we're going to put Almost Famous on our pop scale. We rate it out of five based on its place in pop culture and how much we like it. Katie, out of five, what do you give Almost Famous? I give it a two and a half because I really liked it, but like I don't really feel like it has a place in pop culture as a standalone. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like when you look at the cast and when you watch the film, you're like, oh, that actually like stands out and like all the cast have gone on to do an amazing to do like more amazing things and they're mostly all still working and chipping away so like you know they haven't like fallen off the wagon or anything yet so like you can't really call it like a one hit or anything but mm-hmm. I just don't think it was like it got that much traction so for that I give it a two and a half what about you Evan? I'm gonna give it a two and a half as well mm-hmm. uh kind of similar reasons it wasn't a big uh box office hit 
Yeah. Um, it does. It doesn't mean it's not a bad film. I think it is a great film, but it just has a problem with pacing, and it's it's just a bit too long. Yeah. Um, some stuff I would just take out as well. As I said, um, I think you know the cast is great, and they've gone on to have incredible careers. And yes. yeah, I think uh, I think it is well known, but I wouldn't say it really has a place in pop culture. No. Yeah. So uh, I'll give it a two and a half for that. Yeah, I agree. I think we made good points there. Yeah. So next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Um, I'm really liking Friends again at the minute. I'm replaying Animal Crossing. You know, just the usual comfort stuff when you're sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like um, two podcasts by Irish people at the minute. One of them is called That's What I Heard heard with Sean Fibbs and Carly Mahadi and the second one is Hold My Drink with Charlene and Ellie um, they're all like influencers slash influential people with Instagram followers that are just from Dublin that now have podcasts but they're very funny people and I'm really enjoying them what about you Evan? So what I'm currently enjoying right now is uh, it's back for season two. It's Only Murders in the Building. So um, you might be familiar with it. It came out, I believe, uh, was it at the end of last year? The end of 2021 it came out. Um, starring Martin Short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. Uh, there is a murder in their building and they start a true crime podcast to try and figure it out. Huh. So, uh, yeah, season two is back and got some interesting new faces in there. You've got Cara Delevingne. And wow. Amy Schumer as well. Some people will be, and Tina Fey will be rearing her head in again, and lots of interesting people. And it's an, it's it's a really good story as well. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I'm really really enjoying right now? Uh, oh, uh, Volume Two, Season Four, Stranger Things. Finished that at the weekend. Really, really love that. Very emotional. Um. What else? Went to see School of Rock the Musical at the weekend as well. Ooh. And I love that. I saw it on Broadway back in 2018. So to see it again uh, here was actually, it's, it's such an incredible musical. If you ever get the chance to see it, go see it. Anyone who's listening. Um, and the Sour Tour as well was also great. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You would see that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah. So those are just some great things. Cool. Thanks for sharing. So... <laughs> Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. You can give us a little rating on Spotify. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts if you so wish. And if you want to share us with any of your family and friends, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So, yeah, that was our episode on Almost Famous. And you will hear from us next week.